Hi, hockey fans, and welcome to what is the inaugural episode of the Orlando Solar Bears Puckcast. Jesse Liebman, the play-by-play -play voice of the Solar Bears here, alongside uh, our two guinea pigs for today, goaltender Corbin Bowes and defenseman Alexander Kukali. Guys, thanks for uh, joining me alongside. Uh, it's going to be an experiment, but hopefully we have a little bit of fun with this, and hopefully we're able to build a, a solid foundation from here going forward. Absolutely. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, First podcast for me, so let's do it. Excellent. So jumping into uh, some good news here for the Solar Bears, uh, coming off of a 3-0 and week against the Jacksonville Icemen. Uh, so always like to talk a little bit of hockey for – the podcast going forward so what are you guys thoughts on a big week against Jacksonville last week yeah I mean um, obviously they were ahead of us in the standings and we knew it was going to be a, a tough task anytime you play a team three in a row uh, you know tensions are going to get heated it's going to get fired up um, especially with them ahead of us we wanted to leapfrog them and we have games in hand too so uh, we had a hard couple of days of practice and then started off with Wednesday, got the first win and uh, was able to carry through the next two, uh, especially winning at um, their rank on Saturday. That was huge. So, uh, yeah, boys just want to keep it rolling. We're on a three-game heater. Big shootout win for the Solar Bears on Wednesday as they returned home uh, after a lengthy road trip. Alexander, you joined the team in the middle of that road trip uh, that began back in in early January. Nine games on the road for the Solar Bears. Corbin, you, you saw some action during the course of that road trip as, as well. What's it like playing away from the city beautiful and then being able to come back to Orlando as well? Yeah, it, it makes you uh, appreciate uh, the Amway Center for sure and the fans that, uh, that, that we're fortunate to get at home. But, um, you know, I think it's part of the game. You know, you're always going to have uh, swings where you're on the road for a while and, you know, just be able to manage that and get comfortable on the road and you know, get to hang out with the guys on the road. So it's, it's fun in that sense, go out for dinner and uh, hang out in the hotel and stuff like that. But, you know, at the same time, you can't beat uh, coming back home and, uh, and playing here for sure. First year in pro hockey for you. Uh, as a goaltender, sometimes you, you have the night off. Uh, the last week, you probably had the best seat in the house in every building. Uh, Marty Willette getting the start in all yep. those, of those games. He started all six straight games uh, since coming back from the American Hockey League. Uh, from your perspective, what were you able to see that led to, to Orlando picking up these big wins over Jacksonville last week? Well, I, well like Marty was a huge factor. He was... Uh, outstanding all week and um but i, I think the um you know the, the team just kind of they were we, were we were bought in all week i thought you know we were just playing our style of game and you know i think uh, going back to the series we had with them in early january i think uh they got the guys a little fired up uh, to play them we knew that was a heated uh three game three i think it was three and three but um so i think uh, a little extra motivation there but you know, I think I think when we're playing our our style of game, it's um, it's tough to beat, and you know, you got you know good goaltending, and you know you're playing solid D, and you know, we know we have the team that can put the puck in the net. So um, I think those are some of the biggest factors for the week. And as someone who's been with the team since the start of the season, dating back to training camp, I mean, does it seem with all the ups and downs that you encounter in a, in a season, uh, dating back to your days in, in playing major junior and playing in university hockey up in Canada, does it seem at this point with a big month of February ahead for the Solar Bears, a number of home games, almost a quarter of the home schedule in this very month alone, does right. it seem like the team is finally starting to turn that corner? I think so, yeah. I mean, I, it's just it's weird to go through a season and you're – you just have different phases. It seems like a team's playing. I think any team you're on, it's just you know you're playing a different. St you're not playing your game, or some nights it's going, some nights it's not. But I think uh, as we get closer to playoffs here, I think uh, it's good to see that we're kind of uh, sticking within the structure and um, 
you know, trusting what, what Drake wants us to do and going out there and executing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you can, it's, I guess it's nice to have uh, some down moments early in the year and, and then have it sorted out for uh, this time of year as you're trying to get dialed in for the playoffs for sure. And Alexander, of course, as we said earlier, you joined the team uh, back in, in mid-January. Uh, in the middle of that road trip. What's it like, especially for fans at home who, with the ECHL, the schedule, it's very regionalized. You play most of the, the season within your own division. You were playing in the Western Conference for the Fort Wayne Comets, now to come mm -hmm. east, certainly where it's a little bit warmer and a little bit sunnier yeah. uh, than Fort Wayne, Indiana. Not a what's bad it, thing. <laughs> what's it like to, exactly, what's it like to go from, from that locker room and, and that style of play out, out in the Midwest? How, how does the style perhaps differentiate between the teams you see in the, the Central Division and now coming here into the South? Um, yeah, there's definitely a difference. Um, I mean, I started out in Florida right out of college, so <clears throat> I uh, kind of got used to the uh, the style of play down here. I'd say it's a little bit more speed and run and gun. Um, a lot of uh, getting the puck up quick in the neutral zone, you know, chipping it in, going retrieve. Uh, it can be a grind of a game. It kind of reminded me of college like that. Um, I'd say the Central, um, some pretty skilled teams like Cincinnati's pretty good. Uh, Toledo's always like a solid powerhouse. Uh, I think Cincy has, what, like – 10 or 12 like AHL contract guys so they're rolling right now and, and um, you can see how tight that division is every team's good every team has really good players um, <clears throat> so it's a lot more uh, possession and poise and kind of you know drag it back as much as you want regroup regroup and then attack so um, it's a little bit different now but I mean hey every team's got their system and and like Bozy said, you know, we're doing it well right now. We're on a three-game heater. We're getting the pucks up, getting into our forwards' hands. We have a lot of skilled forwards, so they can put the puck in the net and as D. You know, we just got to keep it out and move it up. But obviously a little bit of a difference in style, but uh, at the end of the day, it's hockey. You have a structure. You got to stick with it, and you got to do what your coach says or, uh, you know, you don't have a job. So. <laughs> in the four years I've worked here in Orlando and the seven years I've worked in the ECHL overall, if there's one thing I've kind of learned, it's that, Hockey players tend to very much live in the here and now. How much, how much scoreboard watching do you guys do uh, on game days or on on an off day? How how aware are you of where the team's place is in the standings, or do you f simply focus on on the game at hand? Um, I don't know. I Bozy probably knows this too. If you ever start thinking about anything other than what you can control, that's when you kind of lose yourself. Um, whether that be like in the middle of a game, you know you start doubting yourself at all, you know, it's usually when the bad thing that you're thinking about happens. So you really got to just keep it in the present, keep it in the moment um, and just be positive. And you know what, like stand, like the standings, like the points and everything, like I think it's just going to, you're wasting your time if you're looking at it and seeing what, you know, oh, well, we need this team to lose and these teams to win. Like if you just focus on yourself and you get your points, then it really doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Like our coaches tell us that too, you know, like, you should be dictating it. You know, we should all come together and play our structure because if we're playing the way we want to play, then we'll make them have to, you know, chase us. You know, we don't want to be, you know, trying to follow them. So, as someone is, who yeah. played, uh, as you said earlier, you played for the Florida Everblades during your, your rookie pro season. What's it like now to be on that other side of the table playing under head coach Drake Barahowski? What have you been able to learn uh, about? yourself as a player uh, and maybe perhaps him as a coach in, in the short time that you've been with the team? Um, I mean, I would say thankfully, you know, like trades happen all the time, I mean, especially in this league, like guys are going up and going down, like switching teams, sometimes same conference, sometimes, you know, same division. 
uh, you really just got to be ready to play, you know, anywhere. And like you said, you got to live in the here and now. And this is what you know. These are, these are the cards you're dealt, and you got to be able to switch and adapt. And um, I mean, like I said before, hockey's hockey. Uh, no matter who you're playing for, you just got to make sure, you know, hard work beats talent. And talent doesn't work hard. So uh, you just kind of stick within that system. And uh, I mean, I love Orlando. I mean, it's been you know, everyone's been great to me from the staff to the players welcoming me in. I'm only like a week in, and I still you know feel like I'm part of the family already, even though there's guys that have been here the whole year. So uh, really good vibe down here, and we just want to keep it rolling. Now, obviously, we've talked a little bit about the on ice on ice play, but part of the great thing about this podcast, if you will, is now we have a chance to kind of peek behind the curtain, go a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, and see and show the fans tuning in maybe some of the stuff that they don't normally get to see outside of the context of a game. I mean, walk us through, what's a game day routine like for you guys? First thing in the morning, what time are you guys waking up? What are you eating for breakfast? What's your go-to cereal? Stretching routine. Walk us through a whole day for for Corbin Bose and Alexander Kukali. Yeah, I've been talking a lot, so I'll let Bosey go here quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, as everybody knows, goal is a little bit different. I try not to be too superstitious, but... Uh, I definitely have a routine I, I stick to. I mean, game day, I probably wake up early when I'm playing and egg, having eggs and oatmeal, go to the rink. You know, you have your game day skates, have your stretch routine after. And I uh, go back home, relax, make some lunch. Then I'll, uh, I'll uh, sit down. Uh, I just like to read on game day for whatever reason. I don't know, just kind of. Helps take my mind off things. And um, what's the latest page turner you got uh, bookmarked? I'm I'm on a, a book on. It's a book, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but some about habits though. It's a it's actually a really cool book. It's um. There's actually like a whole science behind habits and how people form them, and uh, it's it really makes you think about why you do what you do. Why am I not surprised that the goaltender is yeah. reading a book about routine and habits? No, I know it's just uh, my I got it for Christmas and. Uh, it's a good pro. It's a good pro. Being yeah. A it's honestly, I, I, I didn't know what to think of, but it's a, it's a really cool book. And, um, you know, I, it kind of talks a lot about how how to form new or better habits and stuff like that. And it also talks about how you can form bad habits. But I guess I'm just trying to read it, take it all in. But uh, um more of a lifestyle, nonfiction guy, or are you more of a not more of a non guy? more of a nonfiction guy for sure. Um, See, I had you pegged for a John Grisham fan. <laughs> no, my my dad is though. But uh, I don't know whatever reason I just um, I did finance in school and I like reading um, books on on that kind of subject and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Game day, a little bit of reading, take a nap, and uh, and then at my at the rink before the game, I have my same routine, listen to the same songs, stretching routine. But I try not get I try not to get too dialed in. Cause I find uh, you know if things don't go away here you're way early in the game then you're kind of you're, you're kind of battling it a little bit so it's nice just to be able to stay loose and uh, let the game flow and you know there's always going to be a different script for every game so just trying to stay loose and stay in the moment and uh, just have fun with it I think uh, find any time I'm struggling I'm not having fun out there playing you know it's stressful and I think at the end of the day we do this because we like it and uh, so I think as long as you, you make game day fun uh, good things happen Western Canadian guy, what's uh, what's number one on your playlist? You big country guy, rock, alternative, hip hop. I'm, I'm a hip hop guy. I don't know, for yeah, reason. baby. So, for whatever reason, yeah. I just uh, as a kid, I guess, uh, just kind of got into it, and uh, that's what I primarily listen to now. But uh, you know, around the room, we we have the whole 
you know, we have Cody Donahue, uh, usually DJ, and he's got a good uh, good variety of stuff. So, who's the worst DJ in the locker room? I mean, I'm not I'm not going to single any guys out, but uh, I mean, when it comes to music, I'm not that picky. You know, it's well, who's maybe got some questionable taste? Yeah, you can throw someone under the bus. I mean, All right. I mean, Ole, Tre- Trevor Olson loves the throwbacks. Uh, <laughs> Like the early 2000s, uh, yeah. you know. So well, you're in Orlando. It's like the center of the boy band. Is he is he cranking the Backstreet Boys and, and no, insane? no, no, no. He's cranking like like old school 50 Cent, like yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's like the stuff you hear at your middle school dance. Yeah. you know, like when you're just kind of like getting into it. You know, yeah. It's you, funny. Yeah, he's stuck in that era. Definitely TBT yeah. every day. Yeah, every day he's on the mic. You know, <laughs> he's getting those throwbacks going. Yeah, so the boys like it. It gets them fired up. Well, what about you? What's your game day routine like, Alexander? I really don't have a routine. I've, uh, I mean, this is my third year pro, and I played four years of juniors and and with college too. Uh, I've learned that things can go wrong during your day. Like, I don't know how many buses I've been on yeah, that have yeah. broken on the way to the game. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I mean, from the get-go, I'm a pretty laid-back guy. I think most guys that know me, um, like, I go with the flow. I really don't, you know, I'm not kind of – Maybe he's insane as a goalie is. No offense. <laughs> no, he's pretty calm. Hey, I'll, I'll give him that. He's probably one of the most normal goalies I've ever met. But, um, no, like, honestly, because, I mean, things can go so wrong so quickly. And then it's like, oh, well, instead of getting two hours before the game, you're there, like, an hour. And then, get like, what, what are you going to do, your same routine? I mean, something's always different. Something could go wrong at any time. And you just got to learn to adapt. So, I just kind of feel, you know, if I got to stretch something a little bit more that morning, something's bugging me, I'll pay more attention to that, you know. I'd say the only standard thing I do is first thing, usually go into the room, pour a hot cup of joe, you know, hopefully nobody left it on, like half a cup left, and then you got to make it more. That's yeah, one of the, yeah. that's a big no-no. So if you catch someone doing that, uh, you, know, you might have to have a word with them. Especially I think, if it's I a think the rule is if you kill the joe, you make some mo. Yeah, but oh. hey, you know what? When you get into the locker room and you see that there's, like, a little bit of, like, black at the bottom, you know, and someone knows that they really just kind of screwed you over, that's that's a tough one to see. So Some, some guys will get shady over that. Yeah. They won't, they won't own up to it. Yeah. And then, you know, you see them pour their full cup and then they get out of there and then you come in and there's, like, a little bit at the bottom and then, you know. I'm on the hunt at that point. I'm yeah. looking for someone. <laughs> See, I don't get. I don't get how you guys can have the coffee. Like, I would feel like the adrenaline of a, of a game would be more than enough. I I never drink this stuff, but I uh, I'm a like I before a game I'll drink a black coffee with a shot of espresso. Oh, oh yeah. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sipping on a Red Bull throughout the game. So yeah. I'm wired and I I won't fall asleep till about three. And then at oh night, yeah, so. after a game is absolutely brutal. <laughs> Every game we played at home so far, or even on the road, like I'm I'm up till like three. It's a nightmare because your tire, your body is like like yeah. just shot. Like everything's hurt and you got you know bruises and everything, and something's bugging you, your hips, and you just want to lay down and fall asleep. But the last, that's the last thing that happens. You end up staring at the ceiling for like two hours, just or then crazy. you get back on your phone too, yeah. and then then you're you know you're in trouble then. So, so the I want to say it was maybe my second year working in this league. We had a, a player who decided. I'm going to deviate from my normal routine. I'm going to try an energy shot. I've never had one before. An hour before game time, guy had the shakes and started having a oh, full-blown yeah. panic attack. It yeah. was I mean, the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen. Some guys just can't handle the caffeine, I guess. And no. But I don't know, I guess. Some guys are crazy in itself where, you know, they just get so jacked up. Or I guess, you know, the adrenaline there. But, I mean, I'd say most guys have some sort of coffee or energy thing 
I mean, I wouldn't go full-blown on a new item that I've never tried yeah. out. You know, I mean, you might want to mix it in in a workout first. Maybe not do it on a game day. Right, but, hey, you know what? I mean, we're all a little crazy. I mean, I think in some way. So, you know, guys are going to try new things. And, hey, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so after the game then, I mean, you're fired up. Especially after a win, I have to imagine the guys certainly oh, yeah. fired up after Saturday night's win on the road up in up in Jacksonville. Yeah. First of all, first of all, heading on the road, obviously that's an experience unto itself. Especially yeah. with Jacksonville now being in the league for the second season, it's a short two-hour drive. Right. We've seen fans come down. Yeah. We had a group of about 200 Jacksonville fans in the Amway Center back on December 29th. That yeah. TV game yeah, that yeah. you were a part of. Uh, and then, of course, vice versa, you have a large contingent of solar bears making the drive up the coast to, to Jacksonville. You were on the bench Saturday night. What are some of the fans like in Jacksonville? Do you tune them in? Do you hear some uh, interesting chirps? I mean, I know they have their um, – they kind of stole that, that Nashville thing where you get scored on. They kind of go after the goalie. They were letting Marty hear it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I've only played in that rank once, and I don't know. I – as a hockey player, I think you just everybody just kind of tunes it out, and yeah. you know you got you got guys or I mean people in the stands that uh, it varies by building. I mean a lot of I guess Jacksonville is they're notorious. They're like uh, one guy always has the poster or the sign that he can uh, write with the erasable marker, and he's always uh, writing stuff for uh, Mike Monfredo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they had a, they had a good. Catch, they had more a good importantly, poster, does he catch yeah. his Mike's attention? Oh yeah, he's always up there and. He's always up right in the glass and warm-ups, and uh, Fredo's always laughing at him, and he's he's put some outrageous stuff on there. And but yeah, he likes taking shots at Fredo. But uh, I think I saw another person who had a he was wearing like a Mike Glatt from uh, what's that movie? Or Doug Glatt? Doug Glatt. Doug Glatt. From Goon. From Goon, yeah. <laughs> but it was like a Doug Glatt Jacksonville Iceman jersey, and then he had a sign with a turtle's body, and then. Fredo's face as the <laughs> Captain Turtle. Yeah, it was yeah. Captain Turtle. So. I mean, I, I normally don't try to look above the, uh, the like into the glass, you yeah. know, but like in warm-ups or whatever, especially because like, I mean, you, you see some kids, you know, they want the pucks and everything, so like you try to help them out. Obviously, you want to grow the game and it's usually how, you know, at least some of us, most of us, I'd say we either got something signed or, you know, from some sort of player that got us into the game. So you want to grow it in that sense, but then you see, you know, the the goons like that and people that just want your attention and sometimes it's funny and you laugh at them and you know other times you just kind of skate away so well let's let's throw Everybody's some uh, let's throw some gas on, onto the fire let's um let's mix it up so who's got the which which visiting fan base has the most creative taunts and chants and which is the least which needs to step their game up um, i don't even know let me think here i mean uh, i mean toledo i played in toledo they they're pretty ruthless there, uh, especially when I was playing in Fort Wayne, because that's it's about as big of a rivalry as I've ever played. Um, they hated us and we hated them. Uh, they're pretty good, but I'm trying to think down here, because um, I've only played in Jacksonville with the boys so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, Greenville is kind of quiet. Greenville, yeah, it's. Quiet. Atlanta had a ton of people, but they didn't really like. No. They yeah. didn't really get like loud or anything. No. South Carolina, they. Oh yeah, that they'll, place is a jungle. Get, <laughs> there we go. I there forgot about that. That's like old school. Yeah. That's like the Fort Wayne, uh, yeah. uh, the Coliseum or whatever. Just like an old rink, yeah. and you just feel like you're playing in like slap shot. You know? <laughs> like you get hit, and the boards like rattle. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's next crazy. thing you know, the Hanson I mean, brothers skate out onto the ice. Right. Well, I I was playing there to what Gillies retired. Is Gillies done? Yeah, I think Trevor Gillies hung him up. 
that's a shame but man that guy was one <laughs> scary dude oh man my first yeah when i first came down i had to play against him in there and thank god he i was out i you know, i was the third pair you know for rookie d so thankfully i got put out against the third line or he's the extra guy he came over the red line and thankfully he chipped it in right before he crossed because he dumped it in my end three times and each time there was an icing and I've never skated back faster for a putt. <laughs> and I remember each time he would come up behind me because I'd circle the net and I'd be praying for a whistle. Got the whistle, I'm skating up. He just comes up behind me, goes, oh, I got you, brother. And this like deep <laughs> voice and I'm like, man, you would literally eat my head. <laughs> that guy was. Uh, oh, I think man. there's footage of him from his days with the New York Islanders where he's just barking at someone on the oh, ice. It's yeah. the most intimidating video I have ever seen. Yeah, you want to talk about that. I mean, that guy never, that guy never sat down on the bench. Like even when the rest of his team is that he'd be standing in the middle, just yelling at guys, and you're just like, man, where is this coming from? But I mean, hey, hats off to him. I mean, he was a warrior and whew, definitely a guy uh, you want on your team, and you don't want to have to deal with. <laughs> I avoided that narrowly, but uh, no, I mean, South Carolina is a hard place. The back on topic. South of course, Carolina's well, a pretty fun place. And to get back. Further on topic, we were talking about the road game in Jacksonville Saturday night. After the game, you're riding that high, a big win against Jacksonville. Orlando able to jump up and leapfrog the Iceman into third place in the South Division. And then you've got the post-game meal and the bus ride back to Orlando. So what are some of the things, obviously we want to keep it PG, but what are some of the things guys talk about on the bus? What are some of the things the guys do? Are you are you breaking out a book, Corbin? Are you watching, watching a DVD? I, th- I know there's a lot of hypotheticals that get thrown out on the bus. I think Trevor yeah. Olsen's kind of at the forefront. Who would win in a fight? Yeah, well, we had X a, or X. Well, we had the... Uh, I, can't, I can't remember where we were coming back from. I don't even know if you were there yet, Kooks, but I know we probably spent two hours debating on whether Ronda Rousey would be able to beat up a average size male and stuff. And, <laughs> and we, I, most guys gave the, not, the edge to Ronda Rousey, obviously. I, I was totally in agreement with a couple guys just for whatever reason uh they just weren't buying it so that was that's one of those you just get stuff like that where i mean you're trapped you know yeah, like yeah. you're on the iron long like honestly anything's game yeah. card games just passing yeah the time. some boys yeah they uh like to get their fix in um you know it's not a casino but you know we can plop down a side of a cardboard box you know and someone has cars you know games gonna be played so. i gotta say the one thing that you guys always ask me for it's like clockwork once we get on the bus and the guys break out a deck of cards hey jesse you got a sheet of paper we got to keep track of everything yeah so get your own notebooks well, guys come on hey you know like obviously we gotta you know get the teams to expense that so. <laughs> get the pens and the pieces of paper and yeah i don't i don't think anybody probably owns a notebook <laughs> I'd, I mean, I'd take a guess. I don't know why they'd be bringing it on the road. No, they wouldn't that. be. Because, you know, they don't think about that. It's just in the moment, you know. Yeah. At least some of the younger guys, they don't plan ahead. <laughs> they just act like, you know, whatever you need, like here and now, like you said before. And with the bus, too, so explain to some of the fans tuning in, because in a way there is kind of a pecking order to where guys sit on the bus. The vets tend to sit more closer to the back. Yeah. You get some of the younger players up front. Uh, what's that level of comfortability like where you get you get to feel that out? Um, I mean, a, it's yeah. A, it's always just kind of uh, like you, the first uh, few road, the bus trips of the season, it's a feeling out process where guys are going to sit. You know, where like 
the guys who have been playing for a while are going to go right to the back, and then you kind of got to work it out from there, and eventually guys kind of settle into their seats. And I'm a, I'm a right side of the bus guy. so We actually sit across from each other. Yeah. I'm kind of the outlier there. I like sitting in the front because it's normally it's more quiet. You can actually get a nap in if you want to. But you can always go back, you know, join the action if you want yeah. to. But uh, sometimes, you know, during those heated arguments, you can't really escape. And yeah. if you want some peace and quiet, kind of SOL. So <laughs> Let's talk about some of the, the movies that we've seen on the bus rides this year. I think one of the rookies picked a Blunt Force Trauma, I think, was, was the name of the film. Was, I barely paid attention to it. was so, the worst bus film I've ever seen. So we're not, I don't even know if it's worth talking about. I'm, I'm in total yeah. agreement with you there. But who's got the best taste, <laughs> sounds, in, mo- who's got the best taste in movies on the team? Yeah, I don't know. What did we watch on Saturday? I don't think I looked up at the screen. Yeah, that was that Blunt Force Trauma. Oh, that was it. That was your yeah, time. Well, we picked that up at the 7 Eleven on the way back. So we yeah, didn't have one. But. Anything's better than nothing as a rookie. You know, you got to have uh, at least a little bit of a selection because if you don't, then. Yeah, yeah. Guys yeah. are coming for your head. Uh, yeah. Looking for fine money on the board. But uh-huh. I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Usually an action thriller, something like that, you know, a couple explosions thrown in there, you know, just to catch your attention maybe for at least three minutes when you're just bored out of your mind sitting there if you're not talking to someone. I feel like in that case the Fast and Furious series is always like an easy way to settle that. Or like an Expendables or, you know, something like that where you really don't have to pay attention but you know that there's just like a three-minute gunfight going on, you know, something crazy. Or like a Rocky or anything hockey, obviously. I I feel like on hockey teams you always get kind of the – a lot of the guys are familiar with the same movies, like, I don't know, Happy Gilmore or Step Brothers or Wedding Crashers. I yeah. think those are some of the more popular bus movies. Like old school or something yeah, like that. You want, yeah, yeah, you a little want bit of a throwback. But, uh, What's the most, in your entire career, the most frequently seen movie that is always a go-to? Well, count, For me, it's Bull Durham. Counting minor hockey days, I swear, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I've seen that movie a hundred times on the bus. I mean, you could just you could have so many good quotes from that yeah. movie, too. That boys still throw out, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just, like, engraved in your mind. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'd agree with that. I'd say I, I've seen Wedding Crossers a lot on a movie, or on a bus, Step Brothers, for sure. I see a lot of uh, 21... 22 Jump Street these days now. Yeah, like that's kind of that's the point where it's kind of a throwback now. If you guys want to laugh, you put that one on. So, I'm trying to think. I mean, most things with Will Ferrell are probably getting in the mix there. Yeah, they're a goal. But yeah, I don't know. I think we don't like to get we don't like to get too far away from you know like the the homestay of the movies. You know, uh, can't, can't deviate too much. No, you can't venture out too far, or else you know you'll start ruffling the feathers. You got a diverse crowd, a lot of guys on the bus, and you kind of got to keep it simple. You don't definitely don't want to have something with a plot going on because yeah. guys are going to tune out for sure. Right. So I guess before we wrap this up, talking about bus trips, obviously the Jacksonville trip just almost exactly two hours we've timed it down to a science from the rdv up to the veterans memorial arena there were some pretty long bus trips this year in the south division if you're going up as far as greenville or charleston uh so how do you guys get comfortable on the bus what's your go-to position yeah you don't i don't my (laughs) shoulder's still been messed up from that i got like a huge knot in the middle of my back because you try to kick the legs up and stretch out and you know, I might have my feet in Bosey's face, you know, something like that. Or, you know, you're on the side of your hip and then it's like 
I mean, what, it's like eight or nine hours yeah, or something is, like that? Like, especially me, when I drove, I got traded, I drove down to Nashville. That's right. Six, six that's right. hours, woke up, slept like five hours, woke up in Nashville, drove 11 hours, got to Orlando, then I woke up at one, or I went to bed at one, woke up, did my, you know, doctor stuff, and then got on the bus, and it was a nine-hour trip, and... I felt like I was 60 years old after that. Well, that was, that was and, one where the bus broke down a couple of times. Right? Yeah. That was that trip, yeah. And then we played two games, yeah, so. Uh, I mean, unless, unless it's a sleeper bus, you're not really going to get comfortable. So it's yeah, just one of those they things. They got the jagged, like, you know, it's like the up on each side. So when you're sitting on it, you can't really, like, you know, you have to, like, straddle it or something like that or put a pillow beneath. But, I mean, we sound like we're ungrateful, but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just the honest reality of it. Yeah, Something's going to hurt after. It's either your hips or your yeah, back. Yeah, if you fly, you're on the plane for six hours, you can't get to stand. Right. Same yeah, concept. It's terrible. You know, you can always complain about something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something's, never, something's always going on. Yeah, it's the cheese toast, you know. you got to exactly. enjoy the grind. Yeah. <laughs> well, the grind certainly is going to pick up over these next few weeks. Luckily, you get to settle in at the comforts of home. you got a few more home games here in the month of February. Uh, what's the, the outlook heading into this week's set of games? you got Wednesday night against Florida down in Estero and then back home to this weekend, Friday against Jacksonville again, and then uh, Manchester on Sunday afternoon. I mean, I, we know Florida will be a test, I think. We haven't played them in a while, I guess, probably the last game before Christmas, so. But uh, they're always a tough team to play against, and uh, you know they're obviously very skilled. So it's just one of those games where we're gonna have to play play simple, and um, I have a feeling it'll be a very playoff style feel to it on Wednesday, and and then uh, like you said, we play Jacksonville again, and uh, it's nice kind of I guess we've seen Manchester this year uh, up in their rank, but it's nice just having a team coming here. Not, too familiar with anyways and just uh nice to have the little variety right yeah just you know it's kind of you treat those games like it's just a game let's go out and play here and uh and uh you know see how it goes so yeah it'll be an interesting week for sure hopefully uh we keep it going though awesome that's the plan i mean obviously points are huge at this stage of the game everything's you know under a magnifying glass now and as it comes down to the long stretch uh especially this month um you don't want to start losing ground. You don't want to lose any uh, your momentum that we built up here. Um, you can find yourself in a pickle really quickly. You don't want to be chasing teams. Um, we've worked hard. We're in a good spot now. We want to keep that going. Um, we're playing Florida. They're ahead of us. You know, it's a huge task, uh, but it's one that we're up for. And we want to get our points every, any way we can. Doesn't matter as long as we keep moving up. Um, worry about us and just take care of business. All right. Well, guys, I think job well done here. First episode. I think we, we gave bad, each other huh? a good run for our money. So yeah. uh, I guess we'll wrap things up here. Tickets for Solar Bears hockey games available at the Amway Center box office or Ticketmaster.com. You can get them for as little as $15. Home games this Friday and Sunday at the ARS.com rink at Amway Center. For Corbin Bowes and Alexander Kukali, I'm Jesse Lehman. This has been the first episode and hopefully the first of many of the Orlando Solar Bears podcast.